process is Black and White, where two friends examine the trials and tribulations of starting their individual businesses with their cultural differences and similarities, along with whatever else accompanies them on their journey. Each week, they will discuss a few chapters from books that will transform you from being a wantrepreneur to an entrepreneur. Here's Vernon and Devin. Awesome story that I want to share. All right. Um, so yesterday, you know, we took the kids down to the National African American Museum there on spring break. So um, the missus has wanted to take them there for a while. Um, you know, so we finally got it done. We, you know, COVID got in the way, all that type stuff. And uh, sure. we finally got it done. And the museum was awesome. You know, there's, and for anyone who hasn't gone, it's awesome. Like I was telling you um, off here that one of my favorite parts is that there were so many people um, that were there that, you know, were of all different races and ethnicities, um, which I really enjoyed because it, it to me it spoke to the fact that a lot of people in this country see African-American history as their own history, as they should. You know, even if you're not Afri African-American, it, it's American history. You know, and if you're an American, then it, it's related and connected to your history. No different than, you know, being an African-American male, I still see George Washington and, you know, Abraham Lincoln and all the, the presidents of before as a part of my history. Um, so the same thing goes. So that was pretty, that was one of the first things that, I noticed at the museum that was just it was it was awesome. It was something that like I really did appreciate going in. I was like, man, this is cool. Um, seeing a lot of families with their small children and introducing this history to their small children, um, which was really nice. Um, and the other thing that happened is after we go to the African American Museum, we then head over to uh, Ben's Chili Bowl. It had always been a little bucket list thing for me to go to Ben's Chili Bowl and, um, you know, had, you know, you've seen it all over, you know, as early as I can remember, the Cosby show had, like, that was one of his spots where he would even feature on a show. Um, that was my earliest uh, memory of Ben's Chili Bowl. And then, you know, when Barack came around, it kind of became a big thing again as well. Uh, but the story that I wanted to share is, so we're sitting you know, we're eating, we're like kind of right by the kitchen. And we're, you know, not native D.C. people. Sure. So we don't really know who's been or, you know, who's, who, you know, who runs the place or any of that. And lo and behold, right next to us, standing, just kind of directing things, dude with a um, watch the Nationals hat on. And he just starts talking to us and telling us the history of the restaurant you know he goes he sees my Phillies cap on so he's like you know um where are you guys from you, you're not from around here huh? and I'm like nah you know we're from you know the Philadelphia area and uh you know he just starts to talk about he takes us on the history of Ben's Chili Bowl 
and he talks about how it all started. He talks about U Street and DC and, you know, basically like what it was when they first got there, how it was nothing, and then it got gentrified. And the lesson that I learned, one of the parts that I like, I'll never forget this, probably, you know, hopefully one day I'm lamenting this moment when me and the missus are like owning our own business in space. He goes, at one point uh, after the riots, uh, when MLK died, things in the area had really fallen apart. The crack epidemic started to, had came in next, and it even got worse. And at its worst, he said, him and he called his mom, mom. He spoke in like third person for his mom. He's like, mom decides we need to buy the building. So we bought the building, and then we bought the building next to us. And he goes, and then fast forward, you know, 15 years or more, all of a sudden the whole neighborhood gets gentrified. And he owns the building, so they're watching all this gentrification happening around him, himself, the, and he said like three other businesses next to him all bought the buildings around the same time. And they watched the neighborhood get stripped apart all the businesses that were across the street from them all like the whole neighborhood just got ripped apart sure. and rebuilt. gentrified rebuilt and now those buildings are worth a million millions of dollars right outside you know u street dc worth millions of dollars his included and he said it was like if they wouldn't have made that decision they would probably would have never existed beyond, you know, like. Well, no, because rent would have gone up. Yeah, rent, yep. rent would have gone up. And... Said it would have been probably the end of Ben's Chili Bowl. And, like, it was just, it was something that was awesome because me and my, my wife were both there. And it's something like the conversation that I, I've had a probably a hundred times and understanding that, like, you know, it more than anything. More important than location itself is being able, if you own the building, you're almost always going to be able to be in the game. You know what I mean? It's like you're almost always, always going to have a, a fighting chance, especially if you have something good. I'm not talking about somebody that has some, like, garbage to sell. But if you got something good, you're almost always going to have a fighter's chance. You know, and even when owning a building, you can always just become, and that's what he was saying. He was like, and mom's plan was, if Ben's falls apart, we can always just be landlords. And now, now you got real estate that you're making money off of. So, you know, it was just one of those. And whole time we're talking to Ben himself, the, the son of Big Ben, um, and the now owner, I guess, the now the head person or the face of Ben's Chili Bowl. Right. And he's in there making milkshakes, flipping burgers, doing the work, chopping fries, doing the work. Next door, they got what's called, um, what was it called? Uh, 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 Ben's Next Door, which is like a lounge that's connected to Ben's Chili Bowl. And, it, and it's this lounge spot next door. It's got like four other Ben Chili Bowls all around D.C. area more or more. Says he owns every building. And he does not start any bench chili bowls without owning the building. 
You know, the only ones that he don't own the building is is the ones in the airport and in the stadium. But he owns like the licensing. He said sure to be yeah. able to do it. So like sure. he still has this ownership where you know like he would even if it falls apart, he still gets something because he sells that licensing or whatever to be able to you know what I mean. So there was like it just was a it was dope one that like he invited this conversation. Sure. And then he's in there. Dude doesn't have to be in there. Like, the, he doesn't have to be in there. But the fact that he's in there is just like, you just respect that so much. And, and it's a, it's no mystery why they had the success that they've had. Because he's in there. Yeah. I mean, that's the um, whole idea. Like, there's not a lot of new ideas in how to create a successful uh, life or business or any of it, mm-hmm. right? The We read that book, um, Discipline, right? Mm-hmm. Discipline is Destiny. And it was all from, it was all stories from like 100 years ago or more most of the time, right? Mm-hmm. And all the stuff was like, get up, make your bed, be a good person (laughs) like do the work like that was the message basically it was all the same stuff that you know has been true the whole time um and remains true the whole time you know like don't be a bad don't be a bad person understand that like life is full of variance and sometimes bad things will happen just very very normal straightforward advice about life and business works the exact same way, right? Like, mm-hmm. you want to you want to have like a business, create something people want. That's <laughs> then sell it at a reasonable price, right? Um, you know, make sure that you understand what your costs are so that you can, you know, manage those costs well. You know, uh, do you want some stability? If you want true stability, you need to own the building that you're in. Mm-hmm. Right, that'll give you the most stability that you can have. It's is it guaranteed? Nope, but it'll give you a lot of stability, right? Yeah. What's the trade off that you're making? Well, Ben's Chili's could have 55 locations right now, right? They'd make more money if they had 55 locations, but the values of Ben's Chili's are well, we want some stability, we want this long term thing. We saw how that worked out for us, and that's who we are, that's what we're going to do. And so as a result, it's four locations with two satellite locations at, you know, legendary Washington spots. And they're doing great. And they have a really good business. Mm-hmm. And also, what else should you do? Get up every morning and do the work. Show up. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. these aren't new ideas. No, it's not at all. And it, But it's, it's like, yeah, when you see it happening, it's because I, listen, I'll be honest. Since day one when we started this this pod, you know, one of the things that I mentioned is you, you don't you don't really you really get to see the man at the top or the woman at the top. The person at the top is a mystery person. You don't always get to see him. And you think of all these like big businesses, there there's all this middle management in between, right? Between you between the man at the top. And, you know, the people doing the work is middle management. 
And in most companies, like Ben's Chili Bowl, like 99% of everybody pretty much out there exists like that. You know, like, there's no reason why that isn't on the level of, like, Chick-fil-A. Like, the brand's there, the demand's there, the cost is low, it's that quality of food. It, it All it would take is someone being willing to say, you know what, I, the importance of being connected with the people in this city. I don't care about it anymore. Um, I am going to be the biggest hot dog chili brand in all of the world. And like you said, we're going to lease buildings everywhere. We're going to get in investors. We're going to open it up so that it's, you know, yeah, uh, we're going to scale Buy it. Yeah. We're going to scale it. We're going to scale it like crazy. And, that's usually how you see anything that's on like a minimal success level where it's done is someone comes in. Well, that's the story that's, that's the story that's worth telling, right? Yeah. Cause you, cause you just took your little business from, you know, 39 employees and three locations to 3,900 employees and 27 locations. So that's the story worth it. Five guys is a story is worth telling mm -hmm. or McDonald's. Right? Talk about the or McDonald's. The, one, the biggest example of that is totally. McDonald's. Yep. And, and and you go back to those guys who started it. You know, I don't know. I, I doubt they're both still around. No. Um, but you know, I like in the beginning, they, you know, they were like, "What the hell has happened to our our fire?" You know, the, the place we started. Yeah. You know, it loses so much of its integrity when you go that route, man. Well, it's just a different choice, right? Um, it's a fine choice. It's not a choice that I would expect that I'll ever make, right? Um, yeah, me, I'm also me, not me. in that kind of business. So, you know, I, I, the the more I listen to different podcasts and more I, like, read these different books or whatever, the more I'm convinced that, like, oh, if you want to have a business, like, pick a business, especially, like, a service business, like, you know, well, we we always joke about landscaping, but like, you want to have a business that that prints money, that makes like huge amounts of money, just start a landscaping business or a mm -hmm. paint house painting business or a roofing business. Like, most of those aren't run by people who are thinking about it as an operation. You know what I mean? Most of mm -hmm. them are just run because the person was like, yeah, well, you know, my dad was a roofer, so I learned how to be a roofer or. You know, my first job out of high school was being a was roofer, roofing, yeah. and so I started being a roofer. And they're not run with like a, well, this is how I can run a highly, you know, a, a, an extremely well-run roofing business, <laughs> right? They're they're not run with like I'm going to run a business exceptionally well, and it happens to be roofing. Yeah, they're not run with that mentality. And it, and the one thing about those businesses that intrigued me as well is the connection that you have to specific region you know yeah. what i mean like there's something about you know we go back to our true fans you know model 100 is there something that's built into like you know you look at ben's chili bowl for instance he has you know i don't know probably thirty thousand true fans you know forty thousand true fans and he's just cornered this market and and has been able to dominate and flourish in this market because Ultimately, his longevity is like you can bet on that that company's longevity, right? Because of 
the fact that they they're touching so many people and so many people are having experiences like mine where like I want to spend my money there. Like right. I want you know like I want to spend my money there because of that wonderful experience. And whereas sometimes when you go the route whether it's scale or whatever when you start to build so big where the experience takes a hit, you can also start to lose fans based off of that. Like, look at McDonald's. McDonald's used to have billions of fans. Now, they probably have millions of fans. Yeah, but look at it. They also own Chipotle. So, well, that they way they have... Yeah, they you know what I mean? Like, they they, 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 they were... And they that's regionally based the way they, that that started as well. Yeah. They, rec- they recognized what the what the hole in their game was. And, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean... It, yeah, they did and go back both and are... Around. Look, both are totally fine and good. True, right? true. Um, it but, just speaks to who you are, I would say. Exactly. You know, that, that's all. It speaks to who you are. There is, it is nice to see that in today's time, the thousand true fans in the region, even you go back to the the episode you had me listen to, you know, um, when talking about the way that consumerism is going now back to its old structure of these regionally, you know, everybody wants that regionally based thing now. Everybody's more interested in the local market versus the big branding and, and the big shop rights and all of that type stuff. They want the local feel now. And that that's the direction that the world is absolutely going into. And so the more that you can kind of like for guys like us and people who are interested in being entrepreneurs, like oh, the timing is incredible because the, the consumer is looking for you. Yep. You know what I mean? The consumer is looking for you. So the timing is incredible. It's just getting getting out there and just, you know, taking the first steps, you know? Yeah. And, I, you know, I think the difference is taking reasonable steps, right? When uh, you mm-hmm. know, the guy starting mm-hmm. a landscaping business doesn't bet his entire life on a lawnmower, right? Yep. <laughs> he makes yep. a reasonably sized, you know, essentially gamble on a lawnmower. But like, if you think about those kinds of businesses, right? They're, for the most part, are they are they running a really highly effective email marketing campaign? Not really. Probably not. Nope. You know, are they are they doing literally all the things? That, and all those things are relatively straightforward, right? Like, you learned with uh, twenty four hundred that like, oh, I could set up a a website and do like some basic stuff. You learned that that's straightforward tasks, right? Like. Are you doing all those things that you should be doing when you're running a house painting business or windows or what you know whatever the thing is? I mean, look at the the guys that show up in every neighborhood trying to sell windows. They go door to door trying to sell windows. That's how much money is in windows that they can pay somebody to walk around door to door and try to sell you windows. Mm. So if sure. you just out operate a business like that, which just doesn't seem that hard when you talk to most of the people that are running those businesses they're like i don't know i'm running a boring business like they're they're not you know just run a boring business like makes much more sense right and if you look at what i'm trying to do with like the technology that i'm building i'm not i'm not even interested in building the next like ai crypto powered blah 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 nah man i'm just gonna make a business that like makes somebody who runs a business makes their day easier and they're going to be like, oh, yeah, that's 
that's a monthly bill worth paying because it makes my day easier. <laughs> so, so basically, like even for you, your your lane in this is you recognize that the local business, the the regional business, is the is the direction that consumers are going into. That's the target so you, market for me. So basically, you're like, right, well, how do I help them? Yeah. How, how do uh, if there's if they're up next and that's where the direction things are going, how do I make their life easier? Well, I, I don't want to make McDonald's life. First of all, I don't want to make McDonald's life easier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Right. <laughs> but second of all, like if I save Ben 20 hours a week, every week, because I wrote some software that does something that makes him selling chili bowls easier. How long is he going to pay me for life? He'll pay me for life because I because yeah, I yeah. say. And you know how many people are competing for his twenty hours? Not a lot. Nope. A McDonald's. Yeah, out the door as soon as someone makes something better. And and, and charges a little bit less or yeah. whatever, right? Like yeah. Ben's not even going to take a phone call. He's going to be like, "Look, I'm good. I got a thing. I'm yeah. already good. You're yeah. going to have to save me forty hours." And even then, I'm still going to call the guy and be like, yo, this guy's got a thing that's going to say. You know what I mean? (laughs) In fact, McDonald's is going to be calling around like, hey, look, I got this software. This is how it works. Can you make me this for this? Can you make me this for cheaper? Yeah. They're going to be calling around shopping. (laughs) Right. Whereas the incentives for Ben are the opposite. Right. Like, I want to keep this relationship because, you know. This is my guy. Yeah, this is my guy. He was there. (laughs) Yeah. He, He was there when I had one store, and now I have four. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's just the way way it works. So, And that's why, like, I mean, obviously comic books isn't the long-term play, right? And and I know that. But that's the whole point, right? That's the whole point of comic books is it's, like, validate that I I can sort of do this stuff over here, right? Um, Which is the same as, like, you know, get a lawnmower. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But before you buy a a fleet of trucks and seven lawnmowers, get a single one. Well, and I think the thing that, we both have figured out through our conversations on this pod is that whatever we do, it's about people. So, you know, it's about people and basically like how, where can I help is is what we both have established. Where, Where can I help? Like, how can I make someone else's life easier? Because when you do that, it is worth paying for you know, it becomes worth paying for for people. You know what I mean? And, and I think we're both in that lane. So whether it's comic books, whether it's, you know, what, whatever other, you know, apps or, uh, you know, websites, whatever you can design, that's the lane that you, you want to be in is how do I make someone else's life easier yeah. so that then they can make someone's life easier. Yeah. You know, and, and I point. think the same thing for me. How do I help? How do I help? Where do I fit in to help? You know? Totally. So uh, we did chapters one and two of Finding Ultra. What did you, yeah. you think of this dude? Oh, he's a good writer. He's a good storyteller. Mm-hmm. He's a good storyteller. Now, that's him reading, right? I didn't I didn't, yeah. I didn't read it. That's him reading. He's a really good storyteller. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like him. He's, he's good. He's a good yeah. storyteller. I did, like, his whole story so far right like realizing i don't want to get healthy you know want to change 
I don't want to be, I don't want to live an unhealthy life. Instead, I want to shift everything, right? And it's dramatic. Like, in, in his case, it's dramatic, right? Like, he sort of had this awakening where he was like, I'm going to become a vegan and stuff, which I don't necessarily want to become a vegan, but I like that sort of, like, propaganda-style book where people are like, I had a moment, I realized I needed to change. Like, I'm a, I'm a sucker for that kind of thing. So, mm. I, I, you know, this is right up my alley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I, I didn't think, like, felt like he was very vulnerable in how he told a story. He was very honest. Almost, sure. like, a little too harsh on himself at times in the book. Like, he... He really came at himself, like the first the first two chapters. I was like, no, no way, it could have been that bad. Like you know, his childhood and coming up, like you know, he, I believe it. Yeah, yeah, I totally was, believe it, dude. The, yeah. the especially like, um, being so I'm 44, and I'm in good health, mm -hmm. and the other people that I meet that are 44. Are not in, and I'm living in Colorado where like it's the land of like outdoorsy healthy people right and the other people that I meet that are 44 are not in good health it's crazy mm -hmm. and I'm like you like like they're like can't go up a flight of stairs kind of bad health it's crazy yeah yeah all the time so I, I am not at all surprised by that idea yeah yeah but even his childhood like you know his childhood was uh yeah, like he the picture he painted, he was like bullied. You know, yeah, like Urkel yeah. would have beat him up. Like, <laughs> like, like, like <laughs> but he well, also I grew mean, up in the seventies too, which is like if you want to talk about the era of like bullying, sure. You know, being like seventies, eighties, sure. Like that was probably the height of like bully area era. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and I think additionally, you got to remember that like. When you look back on stuff like that, everything is worse. Oh, yeah, everything is worse and better than you remember it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? Bigger Absolutely. bigger and worse and better and fancier and not as yeah. nice than you remember for sure. it for everything. So I'm sure that he had moments that were a lot higher than those. But also, like, with, with swimming and stuff, like, a buddy of mine went on to uh, college, collegiate swimming, and uh, – he was like, man, I spent from like 12 until I was 20 in the pool like three hours a day, every day. So I think because you swim so much, you probably are a lot more isolated because, I mean, you can't hear – you're not – it's not – it's a, you know, it's a self, self kind of sport or a, a, a solo sport, right? So, yeah, so I, I think when you spend that much time in the pool – it's such a solo sport that you you probably think a lot more than you do in other team sports where it's more collaborative. So I don't know. It, it, he did go pretty hard on himself, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, no, nah, I thought it was a good book. I, I like where it is. I think, you know, like I haven't really – I don't know. I know it's supposed to be like this – book about taking health on and and you know like the, it's got this deeper mean or the surface meaning shall i say sure where it seems like you know he decides to get fit and then i'm assuming that's where he starts his career as a um 
you know, an, an official like competitive triathlete runner, right? But um, really, to me, it, there's so many like other layers to like the meaning of the book. You know what I mean? Like it to me, if you're someone who's an addict and have addictive behavior, which we all do, but if it's heightened, sure. right? Like heightened the way his is, is he's almost like find something positive to be addicted to. You know, like for him, you know, swimming was a thing for him. And then I don't know where the story is going to take us in terms of his his addiction issue. But I'm imagining somewhere along the line when swimming finally comes away and it's building up during his swimming, the addictive, you know, the, the alcohol and different things. And then probably once that thing goes away, his new addiction becomes alcohol or drugs or whatever it is. I'm, I'm foreshadowing, you know, and, and kind of guessing as well. But it, it seems that that's kind of the way that the story's headed um, based on what he's shown so far in the first couple of chapters. But, yeah, like I'm, I, that's what I'm, like, clicking in on more than anything as he's telling a story. He's constantly reminding you of his addictive personality. And then he, now he's showing you, like, how he became addicted to, like, alcohol. Like, he talks about his first beer and how it turned into, like, a six-pack the first day that he had his first beer. And it also gave him courage to be able to talk to girls and not being all, uh, socially awkward and finally be able to have hand-eye coordination once he drank. You know what I mean? And for me, who I've, I've never like had that connection with drugs but i never even thought about the fact that so many people go into drugs and alcohol because of a lack of confidence you know what i mean and and i guess because i've never really been that it didn't it doesn't really resonate with me but yeah it's courage juice right isn't that what it you know when you got the nickname for a reason got the nickname for a reason and when he painted that picture I don't know, it just clicked. And so, like, for me, in this moment, the book feels like, you know, almost like a book for, like, addictive personalities and how to, like, you know, how to channel that into, like, positivity, you know, in- and, and use it the right way. Yeah, it's interesting that that my impression of the book is, like, totally different. Yeah. Right? Because everything that I've keyed on so far is stuff like where he's – where he discusses denying middle age and denying just going into ill health. And like, so to me, the only stuff that I've keyed on so far is all the health stuff, all the like choosing to exercise instead and going on that great run and having that like experience on that run and realizing like, I don't need to just, you know, chalk it up and be like, well, that's a, that's a life of, that's the end of my fitness life, right? Like I can keep going. And it's it's my brother-in-law texted me and he was like, "You guys should have me on." And I was like, "All right." Um, oh, but he absolutely. he has a, he has a similar sort of thing, right? Uh, I, you know, he didn't I don't think he's got any like addiction stuff like that, but he he like he was extremely fit, right? Um in his like 20s. Um uh, and like all through and then I think he sort of like gave it a miss for a few few, few years in the middle. And then I know now he's extremely fit again, 
right? So I think he sort of had that sort of ebb and flow, um, more like this guy's story, right? Yeah. Um, of that experience of being like, you know what? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get totally fit. And I, he's done a triathlon at, at least oh, one. Wow. I know. Oh, yeah, definitely got to have him on, dude. And like he do, he's he does boxing now. Um, he's like, dude, he's like absurdly fit. So, yeah. But I think that that's the I think that's the thing. I think there's a certain like set of people that realize like, dude, you don't have to give up at 40 or whatever. And it's interesting that I'm keying in on that portion and you are keying in on this other portion. I, I like that about books, actually. So. Yeah, yeah. No, it is. And and you know, you because you did start out with that, and then I just like the storytelling. Sure. Aspect of it. Whereas I think, like you said, the beginning was like the motivational speech. Chapter one was like, I'm telling you why I'm here. Was chapter one. And that's what I, what it feels like you kind of really honed in on and, and really heard the most. Yep. And then chapter two was, let me tell you about the beginning. Right, which is not surprising that you're a, you're a man who loves a story, and so Coming you keyed in yeah. on the story, right? So, and that and you're a man who like, hey, just tell me what it is. You know, <laughs> yeah. Keep all your fluff. Tell me what it is. What are we here for? You know, and exactly. and that's exactly what happened. But it but it's uh, yeah. I think I, I'm I'm curious to see how it goes because he's telling a great story, right. and. I don't know. It, it feels like because I, I did go into chapter three a little bit, but it feels like he's just going to tell this big story of chronological order, which is which is nice because coming off of a, you know extreme ownership, where you had this this bounce around. Yeah, it's like little approach. slices and vignettes. Yes, exactly. Oh, great way to put it. And he uh, he's now taking you through this like full circle journey. Yeah, and you you dig on a narrative too. So. Oh, I love a narrative. Yeah. Oh, I love a narrative. I can't wait to get into it more. It, it he's a good storyteller though. Yeah. I was very he, much like the cover doesn't look like it. The cover just some dude running. I'm like, man, this is this, this is gonna be what the hell is this? What noise has Devin gotten yeah. me into? <laughs> and then he starts he's then he starts you know telling his story, and I'm like, goes into high school. I love the part where he goes. You know, he's talking about being a kid and, and the summers come. And that was where he got to, like, basically be himself. And he his mom drops him off at the local, like, boys club, him and his sister. And she would just drop him and leave him. And, you know, no 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 conversation with any adult or any. There was no, like, there was, there was nothing like a, no, like, program for kids. It was just, like. Yeah, you're gonna go up here to the to the gym here, to the to the boys club and or the you know, the kids club and just hang out at this like I don't know, whatever it was. It sounded like it was like some type of like golf resort or you know, some type of place where there was adults, there were kids, there was pool, there was everything. And they would just leave and it'd just be him and his sister. You just show up at dark, ready to pick him up. And I'm just like, Man, damn. Seventies and eighties were a different time, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was a different time, no. So, but yeah, just just that, just, just some good storytelling. I, I did, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed the first two chapters. Like, you know, I and I know when I do because I bleed in to the next one, and I'm yeah. Like, that's when you when you start getting into it. Yeah, I'm like, ooh, I'm not ready to put this down yet. Yeah, he has a whole podcast, and 
you know, he just like has interesting people on and talks to them. Okay. You know, one one of those like you want to you want to spend an hour and a half having a just a conversation with a person this this dude thinks is interesting. A lot of times it's like food and health and wellness and exercise people, but you know he'll have on, you know the the uh, that that's the guy who wrote the Stoic book. He'll have he'll have a guy like that on, you know, yeah. just just because he's interesting and he thinks he's you know. And so then they just have a conversation. You learn a bunch of stuff. So it's one of those good podcasts that you can yeah. you can tune into. So if you ever want to just like get a sense of the kind of stuff that he talks about now, you can just cue one of those episodes up. Pretty good. Yeah. Plugging. What what's his pod? I think it's just called the Rich Roll Podcast. I think so. Okay. But, All right. Yeah, and it's it's good. You know, like he's he's a he's thoughtful. You know, he's a smart and thoughtful guy. So it's it's usually good to listen to one of those. So. Yeah, that's what you that that's what you pick up. Yeah. yeah he's sure. thoughtful. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So next week, uh, we'll do chapters three and four. Um. Uh, go from there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Any yeah. any uh, closing closing thoughts? Yeah, we're uh, we're heading into a fun April and March, man. I mean April and May. Um, the missus is doing the uh, fundraiser event for um, the brunch fundraiser brunch. So we're really about to see um, kind of what what her cold market truly looks like. And if she can tap into some of her warm markets, you know, warm market, shall I say, um, and see what the turnout is, get some feedback, you know, we're, we're putting on an event and I think everything that we're working towards right now, the short term is just getting, you know, the food truck and like getting her off the ground. But ultimately there's also this, this long-term um, effort that we're kind of getting a feel for to both of us, which is how do we create special events for people? Like special events, top to bottom. So we're treating this as though we're showcasing what her talents are, what, what our abilities are in terms of putting together special events from top to bottom. You know, whether it's from the decorating side, the food side, the service side, just really trying to put it all together because, you know, who knows? One one of my goals, and regardless of whatever the first thing is, one of the ultimate goals for me and my journey is to eventually open up some type of event venue is one of the, the things that I've always talked about for the last, like, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've me and my wife have talked about this thing back, you know, when we were in high school and, like, you know, to be able to have a space where we can create memories for um, other families, whether it's birthdays, weddings, whatever, um, you know, anniversaries and parties and vow renewals, whatever. Um, you know, that that's one of the things that I'd say we're in the earliest stages of. I mean, that's long, long term, I believe. But we're both getting practice and, you know, I'm excited to see what the outcome looks like. Sure. You know, so that's the biggest thing for us. We're focusing on that. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's good. On my side, I'm working on a uh, working on a little app. I think that's uh, separate from the comic books app. Uh, working on a little thing. It's probably another couple of weeks before I like really talk about it. But it's I think it's just a job board basically. It's just like a place where people can go find about jobs. Um, okay. So I, I'm pretty. 
pretty th pretty interested in the idea and know that I understand all the technology and there's not not a ton that I want to do with the comics app right now. Um, so I think I'm going to focus on that for a little while, see how that goes and try to sort of build that second idea, see if I can figure out how to go with that. So still sort of experimenting in that space uh, right now, but we'll see. I think that there's more better stuff for me in starting to invest in invest my time in opportunities outside the comic book app right the comic book app kind of exists and it's going and it works so let that keep going and keep working right but yeah uh, i think i want to start focusing on stuff that could actually like return me some uh some significant money you know not like quit my job money but maybe like you know new car money that kind of stuff yeah so yeah yeah so should be good should be good in the meantime vernon where can people find us they can find us uh, at the process is black and white dot com and they can search us on all their social media platforms and we'll pop right up hey i got a funny story uh huh? a, a friend of the show um uh came up to me and was uh laughing about one of our topics and you know talking about uh um just how funny you know the show has been and uh she's like it's it's really entertaining so um and she listens very you know pretty frequently and uh She's not either of our wives, um, which is nice. So, you know, um, yeah, it's pretty. It was, it was a nice moment I had, and uh, you know, we kind of laughed about it, and it was, it was it was sweet, man. It was it was pretty nice. Nice. That's that's good to hear, man. I, you know, I, I think we'll get better at it and, and keep doing it, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, all right, man. I'll uh, catch up with you next week. And thanks right, to man. the thanks to that listener. Yep. You got it. All, all right, right, man. Take Later. it easy.